Thursday night. Hello. Okay. Depending on what what clock you're looking at, it is 6.56 p.m. on the East Coast. And we are getting started a couple minutes early to rev the engines a bit. For the 7 o'clock broadcast. So, I'm happy to be here with you toward now the, the last third of the work week. And it's going to be a good one. I think we have plenty tonight on the menu to stimulate some good conversation. I have some random bits, a little bit a little bit on communism, a little bit on the so-called national divorce that nobody can really most people can't wrap their heads around. It just it just devolves into a food fight of calling each other traitors. And then uh, then there's another another concept that we haven't spoken about in the show in a while. Although we did do a uh, an episode recently it was Valentine's Day. The first half of Valentine's Day episode is when I did a little bit about limited hangout. Uh, the limited hangout in that respect was a medical school student who was coming out with this Newsweek mea culpa about how doctors and healthcare professionals, they, they had all the right intentions. They love us so much. They want to take care of us, but they got a lot of things wrong during COVID and they killed a lot of people in the process. Um, didn't go very, didn't go very far. Everything was a half measure. Everything was a, we, we totally take responsibility, not for the worst of the crimes, but, but their thing, mistakes were made. And we just want you to trust us that when we go around the carousel again, that, um, we'll, we'll try to do things better. So we were talking about limited hangout at that point, but we're already skeptical and, and, uh, largely opposed to the, mainstream media and especially the the white coats that they have now donned to be able to come after us and try to modify all of our behavior and and how we deal with friends and family and enjoy holidays and go to school and all of that stuff and how we work whether or not we can work but what happens when it comes to us when it comes to media that we are already gravitating toward um, you know, the info wars, there's a lot of, when you talk about controlled opposition, there's a lot of that that goes around with people like Alex Jones. But I got a, uh, an email about, uh, about, uh, another organization that I think that will inspire a little bit of, inspire a little bit of conversation here. It was definitely challenging for me to consider it, but hey, I see if, if it's going to make for a good conversation, I'm going to open up the lines and people will be able to detract or they'll be able to give a thumbs up or be somewhere undecided. Who knows? But it's all going to be about how do you identify and confirm that something is limited hangout or something is controlled opposition? Do you have to see the pay stubs? What is it? Or, you know, this, is it just is it a gut thing? We'll get into all that stuff. No doubt. No doubt we will. It is the 23rd day of February. We are almost done with this month. And uh, it's been, I mean, if you sign into an Amazon or a Netflix or anything out there, I'm sure that they go really hard with the Black History Month stuff still. But it's been very quiet. Perhaps because... Um, 
there's no these these initiatives are not relegated to any particular month anymore they just everything is they've claimed the entire calendar for special interest groups but i don't know it's actually have you felt it's been pretty quiet on the on that particular month-long holiday thing all the rest of the things are already are they everything else doesn't stop but almost done with february one way or another and that's what we have tonight a night of random bits thoughts and threads collected on civics and i want to do the dreams stuff tomorrow night figure why not it's friday this all popped up for me last friday night the whole idea for this this show so let's uh, kick off into the weekend with it that's what we'll do tomorrow i want to thank my sponsors bluemonsterprep.com for being wonderful friends not only to me but everybody else in the audience because um We need them now, and companies like that now more than ever. And you can go and find them on the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv. I know a few of you have already reached out to them for the first time this past week. Always sterling reviews. Check out food, water, communication, gas masks, whatever it is. Go ahead and, uh, and, and look through what they have going on at this internet superstore of preparedness. Where else are we going? I'd like to announce some things that are coming up in March, but we have to see what I can pull off in February for some last-minute booking as well. That should be fun. I think a lot of you will be pleased. I'm even going to make another pass at David Politis. Going to make another pass, see if anything can happen. But on the, on the grab bag end of things, let's just get into some random news to keep things nice and sharp. We have an update on the Asya Comson. I think that's how you say it. Maybe not. Asya Comson. She is the fashion designer from Tanzania that we were talking about last night with that Sam Brinson guy that was working inside of the Biden administration until we found out that he is literally stealing everybody's, everybody's luggage. He's stealing every... If you've ever had bags stolen from you, things going missing at any major airport, it was this freak. Well, she has now come out and tweeted, this was today, this morning, that he has even been spotted wearing the jewelry that has gone missing. Said, even this jewelry was in my lost bag. Look at that. And look look at the contentment. That's the whole, that's the real sick thing here. Look at the contentment on this freak's face. Just very happy, just the, the, the head tilted to the side. Like, it, like it's a high school, like it's a high school yearbook picture. You're wearing, you've, you've stolen things from, and it's just, oh no, it's mine now. Smile. No, 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 it's mine now. <sighs> Smile. Freaky. Freaky. Okay, freaky shit. And and she continues. I I really hope that this launches her her fashion lines into the stratosphere. She she deserves it. That's quite a price to to be paid. The violation being violated by that guy. My gosh. Uh, Marianne Williamson. I did not see this. Is this is this recent? I don't know if this is recent because it looks like old film, but they say it's a hot mic moment. Anyway, Citizen Free Press just shared this a couple of days ago. 
And Marianne Williamson, who is, I think, preparing a 2024 run here, says, well, I'll let you hear. She talks about how she has been so treated so much differently by the right than the left, and in all the ways that you would expect somebody to be. Take a listen. What does it say that Fox News is nicer to me than the lefties are? I'm sorry? It, what does it say that the conservatives are nicer to me? It's a bizarre world, man. It's such a bizarre mm-hmm. world. You know, I'm such a lefty. I mean, I'm a serious lefty. But there's so... I understand why people on the right call them godless. I mean, it's like... I didn't think the left was as mean as the right. They are. Well, I'm, I'm just, just... It's They're nuts. Well, yeah. How about this, Marianne? Stop identifying as a lefty and reevaluate what you believe in. And, and, and perhaps just think about the kind of world you would like to see established. And, and, and when you go into that world, go down even deeper and, and then find where, where people are in this place, in this utopia. What are they really looking for? And then think about how to bring them that by doing less for them. Find another way around it. It's not that you want to give everybody a Rolex, per se. You want to find the feeling of satisfaction that is behind the Rolex without having to give everybody the Rolex. You know, maybe a little bit of purpose, a little bit of a feeling of accomplishment. I don't know how you could you can leave any room for people to feel accomplishment, uh, accomplished or purposeful when you stand by ideas that really re- require people to surrender all of the most important decisions in their lives to a central power. And I know that you think that it's just a, it's a benevolent thing. Oh man. But you know, some people just like Marianne Williamson just never was, was never released by the new age fad. New age never released people like Marianne Williamson. I think that that stain just stayed there. She seems like a decent person. I'd love to talk to her. These are people I'd love to have in here. You know, because the woo-woo stuff only goes so far. You're going into government. That's hammers, sickles, dollars, and cents. You can't you can't go woo-woo with that. You have to talk very technical. Um, and, and it just doesn't apply. Anyway, so there there's what she had. This brings up a a thread, a random bit that I had. The first random bit for tonight. It's a thread that I found that was uh, screenshotted and, and preserved on Tumblr that I really appreciated. It's from uh, Wretched or R- R- Richard, Richard the Cat. It's from Twitter, but here it is on Tumblr. And it's about communism. I love this. They say the following. It's really amazing how communism, even after killing hundreds of millions of people in the last 100 years and ruining every country it ever ruled, without exception, can routinely take the moral high ground and unfailingly strike the pose of the movement of tomorrow. This Teflon quality and brand management, not its material accomplishments, which are nil, constitutes communism's greatest historical achievement of which we should all properly stand in awe. Gentlemen, we are privileged to be witnessing tyranny's all-time high-scoring game. What Marx discovered was that you could keep selling the sizzle even if there was no stake, and never had ever been a stake, never would be any stake. That was sheer effing genius. 
But I think the end is near. The first signs came in the 70s when the left started denouncing abundance, consumerism, and then started selling poverty, environmentalism. Um, now, pros- now prosperity isn't even mentioned. They promise you that you will own nothing and be happy. You'll eat bugs, get your body parts hacked off for your joy, die early at a government expense, even convinced millions to desire what they can actually deliver. <laughs> they convince millions to desire what they can actually deliver, which is just this horror. They want, you're telling us we can have nothing? I think the real thing, and of course the last thing here is it's salesmanship at its best. That's really what it is. I wish that people like Marianne Williamson could grasp this. And I've said it many times before, I think the reason why it's getting even worse and worse and worse is because for those who are old timers like Nancy Pelosi and and Chuck Schumer, they know to do this little by little, to drop a little bit, to put a little a bigger carrot on the end of the stick, to promise more and more. And then over the years, as they continue to get elected, as people continue to get crumbs, 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 but more meat taken off their table. You know, it, the government has a wonderful way of doing something where it takes things that you go out and that you produce, the fruits of your labor, things that you actually produce. You went out into the world, you put your labor into something, you created a product, you created a service, you made it available for people around your community, or if it's an online store or something like that, you created something that people wanted and they interacted with you. You made money off of that, whether you're an employee of a company, whether you're the owner of a company, that's it. And from what you helped create and you were paid for, the government comes and takes your money away. And they put it into a big pot and they 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 start funneling it through Washington and then back in a shorter supply into your state to which maybe you are a member of one program or another and you're getting like pennies back of the dollars that were taken from you for services that fucking suck and they get worse by every generation. Things that could be done privately so much better, so much better. But because we keep getting sold the utopia, eventually there's going to be a a couple of generations that have had enough. They want the utopia now. They believe that they've been promised it for so long and it hasn't arrived because someone else is holding it back from them. First, they will blame the people that were always going to be designated as the oppressors for being held back. And then eventually they'll say, well, listen, we have control of every branch of government and still it's not showing up. Still it's not showing up. So it must be you too. And that is where they come for you. That's when the dreamers show up to Nancy Pelosi's press conferences in San Francisco somewhere and chant her off the stage and she has to try to become old Aunt Nancy at that point and say, get you, you get a, you disrespectful kids. Get out of here. I'm working my con. That's just it. It was never there. But what they are going to leave us with and what they're leaving, uh, you can see it right now, is violence. On a societal, on a societal level, on the base level, Violence. Because they've destroyed so many minds along the way, education, they've broken up families, they have, they have turned people back into slaves. Turn, all, all their special interest groups, all of their protected classes are really protected slave classes. That's just what it is. 
and um, and it's going to fall apart, and there's going to be a, a, a great a great bottoming out. And then there will be a regulation because all those people they've made dependent are not going to be able to survive when there are there's nobody left to feed them. It's a terrible thing, but that's what they're they're trying to do here. And I love this very short thread about that. I hope that that uh, Marianne Williamson will reevaluate her life before it's too late. Stop pushing this bullshit. Anyhow, let's move on. Let's move on. Did you hear about Aaron Rodgers? He just emerged from his darkness retreat. He was there for four days and four nights, completely taken out of any kind of sensory deprivation, trying to find out what, what happened inside. I'm sure that he'll go on somebody's, somebody's podcast and talk about what he saw and what he felt, and then we'll figure out, again, who, who he's signing with for the probably the last contract of his career. He's the last, last couple of years of his career here so that'll be interesting people put themselves in darkness for four days and try to see what they can find inside of themselves I don't think I'd be able to do that I'd go nuts I might go nuts but here's one last thing I wanted to read before we go into tonight's show and we'll, we'll probably push a little bit past 715 because of this but local news this is from The Guardian. U.S. local news outlets need tax breaks to help save democracy, says an advocate. Stephen Waldman says a new initiative, Rebuild Local News, wants to revitalize hundreds of outlets decimated by the industry. Local news organizations across the United States need to be given serious government financial help. <laughs> especially in the form of tax breaks in order to stave off a crisis in the media sector and help save U.S. democracy, a leading advocate for local journalism has said. If these papers were important and necessary and they were doing necessary work, really, really great work, and it was democracy revitalizing, they would not need the help. They would have a product that would be proudly supported, bought, and subscribed to. It's it's done. Now, they go on about just all everything that needs to be done. Comprehensive list of tax credits that needs to keep them afloat. And then whatever they can do to create welfare. To create welfare for them. Now, I don't think anyone should pay... I don't think anyone should pay anything other than whatever local taxes you feel comfortable with in the meantime. So I'm not saying saddle them with, with taxes, but... I mean, you're, you're, if you have a brick and mortar location for a paper, well, whatever you you gotta you're probably gonna have to pay local taxes. But what 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 product are they producing? What are they delivering to people? The Westmore News is our local paper of record over here for generations now, in uh, in my neck of the woods. In my neck of the woods, it's the it's the the local paper of record, and um, I, I gotta say. Other than local sports rounds up, roundups, which is always nice, it's a thrill for kids if you see your name in the paper, Little League, middle school, high school, something like that is going on. It, it's a thrill. Uh, other town bulletin stuff, that's that's nice, but it's total editorial trash. It's tra I can't tell you how many times I have wasted afternoons, well, at least at least an hour of an afternoon here and there, where I have read something that some a buddy of mine will take a picture of an of an article that is outrageous, 
out any number of during the Trump years, it was Trump and the Nazis and and uh, Putin and this and that. Then during during COVID, it was one of those things where there would be these grandstanding articles about certain members of our of our town council that would uh, make disparaging remarks about wearing masks in meetings and and you know people would write in and they would gleefully publish all the all the letters from people who want to shame anybody for not wearing masks things like that where i would i would then sit down i would feel so enraged i would write like a page and a half single spaced page and a half and then i'm going to send it anonymously to the paper for what to have it not be published and then, and then i just stop i stop like what am i doing this is almost like all the time you spend on twitter all day you spend on twitter the more time you spend on Twitter, the more time you write tweets you never send. And then you say to yourself, what am I going to do? Fight the entire world? Especially since most of them aren't even people? Anyway, my local paper is probably not unlike most local papers at this point. It takes all of its cues from the bigger liberal mouthpieces and it, it, it regurgitates it. It injects a little bit of local flair into it that always... Uh, that people always like from here and there. But other than that, it falls completely flat because these pretenders at the paper are always, they're always talking about things like racial justice and equity and in a place that doesn't have, reflect any of the problems that they're trying to solve. It's just, they want the problems on television to be everywhere and they want to be the local hero. It's sick, it, it, it's really just sick. I mean, maybe it always has been that way to a certain degree, but because we're so late in the game with the culture rot, it's just, it's an obvious reason why local papers are, are going out of business. Especially if they don't have any unique thing to offer people. I love papers. I love the idea. I love the operation. I love holding it in my hands. I love that, that, that smell of the paper. I love it. I love it all. But uh, reading the local paper, at least over here, is like, it, it's like going out to, to community theater and watching a community theater production. Everyone else is reading articles and blogs and substacks on the internet now. They're listening to podcasts. They don't need this shit. So, yeah, I would love to see taxes cut across the board, but um, as, as a welfare initiative to keep obsolete business models alive? Absolutely not. No way. No way. What's going on here is that the state, the capital S, state, is worried about losing even local tentacles. Have you ever seen local news? It's the same exact thing. Automatons. It's sick. But, all right. Let's kick this one off. Don't go anywhere. Thank you so much for being here. Have you any idea how successful censorship is on TV? Don't, don't know the answer? Hmm. Successful, isn't it? <laughs> You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? 
Welcome. We have officially begun now. Please, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to hit the like button on Rumble. We're in the top 50 again today from last night's show. There's some heavy hitters in that top 50, so it's going to take a little bit of uh, help to start climbing on up there. But uh, please hit the like button on Rumble. Hit the like button on YouTube. We're getting there. Where are we getting? Just there. And once we get there, we'll have to go to the next there. But thank you for being here tonight. I hope you enjoy yourself. As now the train is officially pulled away from the station. Now, you want to see an example of what the smaller, the local papers are trying to reproduce for people who are already inundated with this shit? Here it is. Here's an example. The Atlantic by way of MSN. In, listen to this. In the war, the war in Ukraine is the end of a world. This was on the front page of Drudge Report. I went there to see if there's any paranormal news that just popped up. And I said, what the hell is this? I clicked it. And it's the Atlantic. That's what gets, gets featured at the top of Drudge. That's why I don't go there anymore, except for today. The war in Ukraine is the end of a world. A world, not the world. The war in Ukraine is the final shovel of dirt on the grave of any optimism about the world order that was born with the fall of Soviet communism, which the Atlantic is very, very concerned about. That's what this is about. Soviet communism is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Anyone who is still referring to the uh, the Ruskies as commies are just fucking, they need to go get their operating system upgraded. You have to find new things to criticize. You got to stop with the commie shit. But you see, this is all that they have. They're trying to pull on. They know that there's only old people reading The Atlantic and MSN. They know that they still have a lot of knee-jerk Cold War inclinations programmed, hardwired inside of them. And that's what they're trying to, to, to pull on out. Now we are faced with a long grind of defeating Moscow's armies and eventually rebuilding a better world. What the ever-loving fuck? We're faced with the long grind of defeating Moscow's armies? No, we're not. That doesn't that doesn't have to be us. Why? Why are we doing that? Before we return to Ukraine, you need before we return to Ukraine, here are a few of today's stories from the Atlantic. Oh, and, and let's see. There, there's a the puzzling gap between how old you are and how old you think you are. Okay, so a bull, bullshit. The second link is when a Christian revival goes viral. Okay, I understand where that is. That so that that's going to be the uh, the cautionary tale. 
That'll be a cautionary tale about letting a nation being caught in Christianity's grip. Because, you know, they spend too much time neutering Christianity with lesbian deacons and everything else. They don't want to give up any gains that they've already uh, they've taken in. And then, the invis- of course, the invisible victims of American anti-Semitism. Another piece about the walking, walking the minefield of anti-Semitism. So there, that's how this Atlantic article starts off. Before we return to how we now must defeat Moscow's armies and rebuild a better world, let me remind you about bullshit article, uh, Christian fear-mongering about a Christian revival, how, how that'll be the worst thing for the world. I'm, I'm sure, certain of it. And the invisible victims of anti-Semitism. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible line of work this is. Now they're back to Ukraine, and uh, Tom Nichols, his name is, opens up with this, today I grieve. Oh no, Tom, are you okay? Somebody check in on Tom, he's grieving today. Today marks a year since Russian President Vladimir Putin embarked on his mad quest to capture Ukraine and conjure into existence some sort of mutant Soviet Christian Slavic empire in Europe. There you go. There you go. All their fears in one. On this grim anniversary, I will leave the political and strategic retrospectives to others. Instead, I want to share a more personal grief about the passing of the hopes so many of us had for a better world at the end of the 20th century. The first half of my life was dominated by the Cold War. We understand. We understand. You're you're stuck in the past on that one. I grew up next to a nuclear bomb base in Massachusetts. I studied Russian and Soviet affairs in college and graduate school. I first visited the Soviet Union when I was 22. I was 28 years... I wonder who he voted for. I wonder who he voted for in the last couple of cycles. That's what I'd like to know. He's so, he's so upset about uh, the pinkos. About the reds. This guy is a... Bon- he, he is, he's a much darker shade than pink. I wonder who he's, he's talking about, the, the Russians and, oh my gosh. I first visited the Soviet Union when I was 22. I was 28 years old when the Berlin Wall fell. I turned 31 a few weeks before the Soviet flag was lowered for the first time. Oh, it goes on. It goes on. We're, we don't have to do this together. We really don't have to. But it's the whole point here. The whole point is how it's been put out there. The war in Ukraine is the end of a world. For, for sure, it's the end of a world. It's the, the challenging of a certain world. You know NATO had 12 founding members at the end of the 40s, like 1950, 1949? 12 founding members. Today, it is 30. We joke about there being over 100. I joked about Russia being a part of NATO. Um... Today, there's over 30, all expanding eastward. The only thing that's growing, the only thing that's expanding, the only thing that's gobbling up land, and accumulating military power. In the combined military forces of NATO countries, we're talking about 6.2 million man military. A 6.2 million man military. All right, as far as manpower goes and expansionist activity. So Russia pushes back against a NATO CIA activity 
in a non-NATO border nation, and the this is the end of a world, and we now face a long grind of defeating Moscow's armies and eventually rebuilding a better world. Well, what's going to be left of the world? There's definitely going to be a lot of rebuilding that has to be done if that's really the path that Tom Nichols thinks that we should be on. And I hope that Tom Nichols gets his old crusty ass over to Ukraine and get himself on the front lines. That's what I really hope. People like Tom Nichols, he and all of his friends should go to Ukraine, get on the front lines immediately with your AR-15s because we know that they're weapons of war. They're weapons of war that need to be off the streets over here in America and they, they will definitely take down we should send all of the liberals who think that this is a great idea, this war, and, and their neocon friends, and take all the AR-15s, the weapons of war, they say, that are plaguing our streets and get on out there and, and easily defeat the Russians with those AR-15s. You must. You must. They're, they're pretty much BB guns compared to what they're using, real weapons of war. But go ahead. Defeat them. That's what I say. But it's an inverted world. This is what I'm saying. This is an inverted world, and we have come to expect this. We've come to expect this. Now, it's all nonsense. Um, But you see, this is their fear. This is what they're pushing constantly. But it sets me up for another bit that I wanted to discuss with you tonight. As far as it goes for real news, as far as it goes for news that we have seen uh, really good, authentic output, some integrity, and some, a, a lot more results. I got this email sent to me, and it's focused on Project Veritas, and I want to pr- start off there, and then we can expand outward. A listener from France had submitted this, and um, it may challenge, I know it will, challenge the dominant opinion about, about uh, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. Uh, it definitely does for me. But no matter, I think that it'd be a good way to just open up the doors and and see what's going on. It's a letter about James O'Keefe. And uh, here's what our friend from Europe has said. He said, Frank, if anyone had any doubts about Project Veritas's legitimacy, the firing of O'Keefe proves convincingly that it was controlled opposition all along. It's a chilling thought that the board was working for the cabal all along, which puts into question what O'Keefe has been doing all along. I came to the conclusion a long time ago that the Daily Wire, The Blaze, Alex Jones, David Icke, and other well-known right-wing platforms are also controlled by the cabal in one form or another. Even Jordan Peterson, who I was a fan of in the beginning, I'm convinced that he has been propped up by the cabal to, uh, because you need a charismatic, articulate leader who speaks out against wokeism and LGBT madness. But why? Because you need highly visible public figures to oppose a movement. The unfolding fight, fight in quotations, makes the masses become aware of the central themes in the movement. If you had a blown-out football game where one team goes up 70 to nothing, people would lose interest. If O'Keefe is legit, we'll know by what he does and says in the coming weeks and months. For me, his expose of the gay black Pfizer executive was totally staged. Signed, J.S. from France. Now, 
when I read something like this, I, I, it, I, I, I say, okay, noted. Um, I, I love James O'Keefe's work, and until I learned about the corporate structure of Project Veritas and what he, what kind of, you know, conditions he was working under with this board that kicked him out of his own creation and tried to commandeer, has commandeered it, and it's, it's having disastrous results. Um, they sent out this, it, it's been leaked today. I don't know if it was a, whatever you could say that was controlled too, but they sent out this email to a lot of their donors, pretty much begging people not to pull their donations and their support. They're, they're going to be done in, in no time. I mean, I guess there's some value left to the size of their social media, uh, footprint. Maybe that can be so, I, I don't know. You can't be, it can't be repurposed unless the board leaves and and leaves it all to uh, a, a a James O'Keefe protege, just like James O'Keefe himself is a protege of Andrew Breitbart. I, I it's just going to be shell accounts at this point. They just posted something the other day, I think yesterday, this morning, Project Veritas, and all the comments are just they're not even people aren't even watching what's going on in the videos anymore. They're exposing some school board. Uh, a meeting that they had where a school board or, or school administrators are talking to teachers about uh, transgender bathroom policies and how to deal with students in certain circumstances in the classroom about transgenderism and all that shit. And uh, nobody's even watching. It, it just, it's, all, it's just all comments telling, the, uh, telling Project Veritas to get fucked. But it's a... As far as James O'Keefe goes, I, I don't know. So I've heard some people have this this uh this thought but when you say that someone is controlled opposition in one form or another you must tell us which forms i want to know which forms because obviously with this the whole thing is i guess we'll see but here's why i wanted to bring this up tonight and give it to you guys because i get emails like this all the time and it doesn't make the show i just like knowing what people in the audience are thinking about my question is what makes a person outside of the definition, the textbook definition of controlled opposition, limited hangout, what do you need to see and what have you seen that proves definitively that one person or another is controlled opposition? Because I tend to see the label applied very liberally and it's very broad stroked. And when you broad stroke anything in that respect, you run into all those same problems that communists have in broad stroking policy for a nation of hundreds of millions. And what is that? You have to assume perfect knowledge of every of everybody's ambitions, everybody's intent, and uh, what's happened behind it. I mean, you, you can't just take what's going on on screen anywhere and and know the whole story. Now, your 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 gut can can throw up red flags and you can start approaching people with certain amounts of caution. You can see who they are associating with, who they don't talk about, things like that. Especially when it comes to someone like Alex Jones, that's that's mostly what I hear about. For example, okay, David Icke said, um, reptilian bloodline topics, even though that's not all he does, are just not going to be interesting to certain people. It's not going to inter- it's going to interest people on varying levels. Some people think it's all bullshit. I don't want to be bothered with this. Other people will go all, you know, the complete opposite end of things. But did someone ever find pay stubs for David Icke signed by 
one, I, I don't know, did anybody ever find a pay stub, Alex Jones, signed by Mossad? I would, I would like to know. That's what I want to open up the, the lines for. You call in, let me know. Because I've heard that thing about Alex Jones a long time. Um, uh, either way, it, it always comes back around to, I take things with uh, most things, especially when it comes to media and this line of work and the people working there. I take a lot of it with a grain of salt and I just listen. And as time goes on, you find a lot of synchronicity and you find things that just don't add up. And I try not to get too attached to personalities. So that's my hedge against a lot of things. The main criticism about Jones, for example, is that he always deflects away from Israel and Zionist topics. But I, I personally, over the years, I've heard him discuss it. I've heard him allow callers to bring it up, respond to callers, uh, bringing people in. That, that was not too long ago, maybe about a year or two ago. He brought Nick Fuentes in to go as as deep as he'd like. He went like into theological reasons for it all and had that debate with um, Robert Barnes. I didn't watch it, but I know that it happened. So, I mean, and I think over the years, if you're going to say, all right, what, well, what's the real issue here? Yeah, I'll just stay focused on Alex Jones for a little while longer because that's a, a very a very common place to start. I think what's hurt people like Jones over the years more than anything is the way that they say things. It's not always um, what they say, not always. If you can compare him to almost like a Bill, a Bill Cooper. Now, Bill Cooper, who, as many of you know, I, I'm pretty sure he thought that Alex Jones was a bullshit artist. And he went on Alex's show once. We played that episode on, quite frankly, the, the network programming after the show quite a few times, maybe two or three times over the course of the last year or two. It's really a great and highly prophetic um, engagement between the two of them. But, um, but there's, an example, there's an example right there of how you say something is more important than what you say. Bill Cooper versus Alex Jones. Bill Cooper is moderate, concise, level-headed. Uh, he was a little testy with callers when they don't they don't get on board with what he's trying to you know uh, say. I've I've listened I listened to a lot of the uh, a lot of his old recordings. We got to get those series of radio uh, broadcasts up on the the network too for consumption. But um, you know Jones is uh, is far more sensationalist, and that that's you know you, they are turning the frogs gay. They are doing that. And in turn, the rest of us gay. That's what they want. The gay bombs. They're trying to turn Cubans gay with this stuff <laughs> during the height of the of the uh, the Cold War and all that. I mean, this this is stuff that was real, verifiable. It's it's chemically correct. It's real. And to his credit, it may be um uh, it may be uh, maybe the sensationalism is the uh is the way that he's kept himself alive or he's bought? I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. The way that you say it makes the things that someone like Alex Jones talks about over the years seem radioactive to anybody else who might have a healthy degree of skepticism in their bones. So that's where people start uh, assuming this guy's out there to torpedo things. He's out there to torpedo things. I, I, I don't trust him. And... Um, you know, as, and, and that's as opposed to Bill Cooper, who predicted 9-11 attacks, who said that they were going to blame Osama bin Laden for it, and then he was murdered in a standoff with law enforcement about, 
I don't know, a month after 9-11. So here's a great topic that I want to bring up. What does controlled opposition look like to you? Is it a gut thing for you? Do you look for the pay stubs? What is it? Because it's, it's over. I think it's overused sometimes, like shill or grifter. I often ask people, what do you think this person is shilling for? And, and, and a lot of people don't even know how to respond. Because, you know, you have to say, okay, this person's a shill. A shill for what? What are they shilling? They don't go that far because it's almost like how some people on the on the left, they'll scream fascist. And that is really just a, uh, a euphemism for meanie. So I, I want to know about this a little bit more. What do you guys see? And when you apply these labels, is it about how much money a person makes? Because is there a cap for how much financial stability a person in like my line of work can have? before they become suspicious? Or is it just who signs your checks? If it's all from from audience or if you have bigger, sp- is it sponsor? Obviously sponsors can, can cast a, the certain sponsors that you bring on can cast a dark cloud on the operation. Um, is I've seen people say things like this, whether or not a person can be found and searched for on the internet is a factor in whether or not they're trustworthy. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that, that if you can still find a podcast and they haven't been canceled, then they can't be trusted. Well, shit, I'm one of the last of many of my friends who are still on YouTube right now. I don't know how I have survived uh, about 12 or 13 strikes. I don't know how I played that game of hopscotch, but I, I mean, if I were taken off, I would have gotten on with my life, no doubt about it. But, you know, knock on wood, tonight will be the night now. But on the flip side of that, you have people like Alex Jones who are canceled off of literally everything, including Pinterest. So where does that leave someone like me? So it could be, you missed, things could be applied broad stroke, and I want to know what you think. I don't. I, I want to see how much do you think that this has become a uh, a label that's slapped onto just people that we don't personally vibe with, but may not have any real deep seated evil ulterior motives. You just might not be on the same page as a person, you know. So, um, and, and here's another question I can ask you. So take all this in. You can call in with whatever you'd like. We're going to go on a on a quick break, and then we're going to bring in your, your phone calls. 914-595-6953. Here's another question I can ask you. Who can you trust? And I'm not talking about who can you trust in media. And obviously, a lot of people are saying God. And that is beyond valid. Absolutely. But let's talk about it from a situation like this. You have uncovered some information evidence of there is there is you cannot question it evidence of voter fraud or drug trafficking or or some heinous crime that is committed by a group a very powerful group or a one person or something else you have the story of a lifetime that can that could really change the tide and and bring a an, an, a righteous uproar to the country you have the golden egg all right who do you take it to that's my question to you you taking it to the feds 
Are you taking it to your sheriff? Is there a specific news organization? Remember, the you're, you're talking about maximum impact and handled with integrity. Who do you trust? And I'm also taking your definitions of of controlled opposition. We'll be right back. 914-595-6953. We don't have any other call-in option at the moment because I have not been able to um, test out the Gilded. But we need another option outside of Gilded. There's there's far too few people there right now. It's going to take a while to build it up like we built up the Discord. So right now it's the, it's the Skype. 914-595-6953. We'll be right back. I refuse to go along with this, and I'm seeing through all of your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil! Your family to the ballpark day, Peter. Well, maybe the wrong day. Oh, boy. Fucking flings the bat at his head. And this is Mexican baseball. Somebody pissed somebody off, and meanwhile, there is a little brawl in the field. Yeah, that pitcher is lucky to still have his kidneys, if you know what I mean. They'll fuck around down here. I'm not talking to my doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Finney Boombach. You know my doctor? Yeah. Well, he told me last week in his office he got six cases of VD. I mean, he's all right now, you know. <laughs> and my doctor, he don't help either. He told me to run five miles a day for two weeks. I called him up. I said, Doc, I'm 70 miles from my house. <laughs> I'll tell you about trouble. I got the wrong doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Finney Boombach. You know my doctor? <laughs> What a doctor, you kidding me? What a doctor, I called him up, I told him I had diarrhea, put me on hold. <laughs> well, he's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. Oh, hey, you kidding? I asked him if my heart was strong enough to sex. He told me not if I join in, you know? <laughs> I'll tell you my trouble, I got the wrong doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. Know my doctor? What a doctor. I called him last week, I told him, Doc, I swallowed a bottle of sleeping pills. He told me to have a few drinks and get some rest. <laughs> Life not easy. Not easy. You not can't easy. trust doctors either. They're all mixed up. You really kidding? think so, huh? Uh, my proctologist used to be a photographer. Yeah. Hey, he took x-rays, told me to bend over and say cheese. <laughs> uh, one time I saw him, he gave me sleeping pills. He told me to take them whenever I wake up. <laughs> well, you know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. So my doctor, I got a way What a doctor. He's really mixed up. He grabbed my knee and told me to cough and hit me in the balls with a hammer. So when I was born, after the doctor cut the cord, he hung himself. <laughs> I tell you, my problem is that I drink too much, way too much. Yeah. I get my doctor a urine specimen. There was an olive in it. <laughs> my friend, Dr. Vinnie Boombatz. Vinnie Boombatz, how is Oh, he's okay, he's fine. How is the good doctor? He's not mixed up at all. He knows what he's doing every minute. He's busy, busy writing, writing. Is he doing some writing. new book, Oh, a new book just came out, a big book, Johnny. Oh, love story. Love story. All about a girl who had a wild romance with an architect. Uh, what's it called? The book is entitled, She Fell in Love with His High Rise. <laughs> too deep, too deep. Too anyway. Deep. I'm back so and, and you know a little bit of a personal example uh, there will always be there will always be noobs who come across this show as we grow and more people introduce it and they'll say is that an all-seeing eye on his left arm so there's always gonna be that 
you know, um, we can say, <laughs> say yes, yes, yes. The question I'll be answering for the rest of my life, whatever. Um, but that's what we deal with. Who can you trust? And uh, talk to me about controlled opposition. Let's take a call. 914-595-6953. It's Dom from Wisconsin. What's going on, Dom? Hey, Dom. Hey, Dom? Dom. Okay, Dom. Hey, Teresa, you there? Yes. How are you, Teresa? Welcome to yes, the show. Good to have you back. I'm good. How are you? Well, thank you. Well, uh, you asked the question um, about who would you tell if you had this major secret. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anybody because people I love, it would put them at risk. Mm. And I don't trust anybody else. So I would take it to my grave. Would you take it to your grave? Oh, okay. So, and uh, even if you, so you wouldn't even want to set up some kind of a of a system where after you're gone, because you don't even want your the, the future generations of your family to be hurt if you think that there's going to be some kind of retribution exacted against you. Right, because, you know, you see things in the news nowadays, something that might be kind of innocent, they ruin families over it, you know? So, mm. no, I wouldn't take my family there at all. So you're the type, but, that, you're, you're the type that, uh, that would say... Okay, what would they would they say Teresa, it on one hand there's world peace, on the other hand there is doing anything to uh put you or yourself, you or your family in even a moderate kind of danger. You say to hell with the world. No, I'd have to think about that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'd be I'd be I'd be with you. I'd be with you. You know, yeah. the world the, uh, Teresa exp- uh Forgive my French, but the world fucked itself. I don't. I so yeah. you know what? It's it's got to crawl out of the darkness itself. I'm not. I'm not sacrificing uh, my family or anything like that. Uh-huh. No, I, I would sacrifice myself for my family, if if that was yeah, a. Me too. But you know, no, no. If it would just affect me, but you know, they take your family down with you, so. No, I keep it to myself. Okay. All right. That's noted. Thank you for the call, uh, Teresa. Love your show, Frank. Thank you. I loved your call. Let's take a call over here. Please, everybody, get in on this one. We have a whole second hour or two, so if you have something really awesome you want to say, uh, you uh, I mean, hey, really, lay it all out with controlled opposition. Um, lay it all out. You, you can concentrate on the, the James O'Keefe thing. You can talk generally, and especially this last thing, who do you trust? It all goes together. It all really goes together, so... Get in on this one. All right, 762, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello. Yeah, can you hear? Yes, I can. Yeah, Richard from Georgia. Welcome. Well, welcome, Richard. How are you? Good. How are you? Fine. So, what do you got on your mind? Well, so, like, I. I, you know, like I'm trying to stay on topic here because this is something that I was actually thinking about today, and it is is on topic. I'm kind of, I'm gonna try not to wander here, but like, um, like you know how, like, so, that you know how, like a, like a, 
Arthur C. Clarke predicted like the exact thing we're living in now, like you know, like uh, a couple decades ago. You know, like what I mean with disturbing like um, accuracy. So I, I and I don't understand how like um, like all the uh, like the stupidest people you can imagine are getting put into like positions of power, right? But we all know like it can't be them, right? Like that doesn't make sense. Like how like how could it? Like that doesn't seem real. Like there has to be. <laughs> the, you still have. I'm. Like, I'm. You still have me? Oh, but, I'm. I'm listening to you. Yeah, there has so. Yeah, so sorry. So there has to be something. Um, you know, I mean, whether they just like. Who knows? You know, but like, okay. uh, like it's just, it's just bizarre I get, I get, to me. I, we have all, we have all this like incredible technology right. and everything. I mean, like. You well, know, like I, let alone the Haber Brosh process and internal yeah. combustion engines and flush toilets and all that other stuff. But well, listen, all this. listen, my man, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying that we, we live in a, in a little bit more of a, uh, I don't know, a, a, there has to be something more. I just don't know. Um, I don't know what you're trying to to conclude right now. So if you if you can take another twenty seconds and and just and put a nice uh, exclamation point on it, I understand that the that the reality that we're seeing and the and the the pawns who have been put in place are they can't be they can't be the ones running the game. And there's obviously a bigger a bigger set of hands behind it all. But if you can if you can put an exclamation point on it real quick, that would be that would be great. Yeah, so I mean, if everyone is uh, if everyone is just going, around, I mean, I think I think just I think honestly, people are are searching. I think Bill Cooper was searching. I think Alex Jones is searching. I think you're searching. I think you know, just that you know, like, you know what I mean? I, I don't. Okay. I don't see the. I don't buy the thing where it's just like, oh, this guy was, the, you know, like got paid in '98 and was like, he's just gotten this like. Well, here's place, a, here's you know, the like, problem. Here's the problem. Way too off the cuff. No, I get you. you I know, get you. Hey, but, 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 let me, and, and let me let me cut you off right there, and so I can expand this out because I know what you're getting at now, and I think it's a good point. But uh, but let me also remind you off air. Thank you for the call. Mm-hmm remind you off air the reason why people have really obviously it is a, a murky world and there are a lot of people out there with varying levels of knowledge both secondhand firsthand and then there are people like me I, I mean I don't nobody is giving me trade secrets but there are people who confide in me whether it be we have a lot of personal topics people confide in me they trust me with thoughts and, and stories from their lives or stories from their jobs, regard, you know, regardless of what job it is. So there's that. And I understand that there is a lot of people out there who are working with less than complete knowledge, who are fumbling around to try to figure out what is going on, where we're heading. And along the way, people like an Alex Jones, like me, like anybody else that you listen to, they will fumble through their own theories. They will try to put pieces together that don't work. Uh, some things will turn out to be spot on. Other things will turn out to be not so that way. And I understand that that can create a little bit of a chaotic situation where everybody's just trying to do their part. And we're, it's, uh, and, and we're, we're fumbling around in the dark looking for a light switch. But 
verifiably on the books, at least since the 1950s, we know about Mockingbird. We know that the very newly formed national security state, all the intelligence apparatus that has now grown wildly out of control, has owned and operated various news news mediums. Whether it was the old school where they had all the papers, they had all the television networks, and that was all in one place where you couldn't go out and do a show like this. You couldn't get these ideas out of there unless you were pamphleteering at gun shows or flea markets or something like that. Now it's a little bit more. And that, and, and that kind of control, those mind games in the media to be able to keep people in a certain orbit, to keep the public in a certain orbit, those operations have to expand naturally. So um, there is that factor of there is a lot of people out there trying to get to the light switch in the dark room. And you'll bump into a lot of different things. You'll get a lot of things wrong. And, you, and, for, that, and for that part of the journey, you just need some humility. But there is a real, real presence there is a, a factor there that is operational on a, on a giant level. There is controlled opposition. There is controlled opposition just in the way that new buzzwords and vocabulary is introduced. What, what, what's, I mean, we talk about it all the time, the, the, the term conspiracy theorist. UFO, AUP, all this stuff, it's just... Um, it's incredible. So you can't dismiss that altogether. A lot of this may just come down to personal taste, no doubt about it, but there, uh, but media and as media has grown and evolved, the infiltration has had to grow, evolve and get even more insidious. So uh, now are, are people, how do people unwittingly carry water? I don't know. How do people unwittingly carry water for the state? For the deep state, how do they do that? By covering planted stories, distractions, distraction stories, following the bouncing ball type things. Who knows? I mean, so there's a lot of people. We all might uh, fall into certain traps and waste time from time to time. But so I, I get I get what the caller from Georgia was trying to say. It became a little bit more clear at the end, and those are just my my little spin on that. Let's take another call before we go to break. Uh, five eight five, you're on the air. This is Mrs. Rise Attire. Hi, Frank. Hey, what's going on there? <laughs> First time calling in, but I'm always in the room uh, when my husband calls, and we always listen together. But I, I couldn't not call because I've had a lot of talk. The two of us have been talking about this controlled opposition and uh, how do you identify it. And, how, and I've been watching in this community how, you know, our side of things, how much energy is spent on is this person controlled opposition? Is this person, you know, paid or shill or whatever? We have come to the uh, kind of attitude in this house that it doesn't matter, that it is the net effect of what that person, like Jordan Peterson or maybe it is Alex Jones, um, you know, if the net effect is an overall positive, is an overall win for truth, for uh, educating yourself on the, the Constitution and our rights or standing up for Western civilization and, and you know, moral uh, integrity, things like that. If the net effect is a win, I say move on <laughs> because there's a lot of infighting that goes on. And 
what what evidence has ever really been shown? I if, if you hear that such and such got a connection to the uh, intelligence community, their CIA, their whatever, well then you have to look into the accuser, and then it's just that if we spend time trying to figure that stuff out, we're not spending time bettering our communities, fighting back against the tyranny that we're under right now. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And that's why I bring it up. It's uh, it's <clears throat> I, I see that dominating a lot. Uh, the infighting, uh, that's one. I mean, that drama can pop up no matter what. But when it comes to yeah. this one's a shill, that one is, you know, pay a con- controlled opposition. I don't know my, my you know, it over and, and, and everybody rightfully in, in some way has a little bit of a reason to be paranoid and to be untrusting sure. uh, untrusting of, of of anything that's thrown out there we've we've been made so many promises we have been led down so many rabbit holes mm-hmm. and uh, and and it's not even that the that the, the trips down the rabbit holes were all for naught it's just that we haven't gotten resolution out of all of the things that we have figured out all of the plots that we have been able to lay out and put the pieces together and and uh, and we haven't gotten the resolutions that we were we were hoping we were going to get it doesn't mean that the work that we put in <laughs> yeah. didn't work so um I, I understand. No, you're just... right. It's it's thankless work. It truly is. But you know, you never know who is um, seeding those conflicts in the first place. Because a lot of times we have seen uh, that when those attacks come or whatever, it just happens to be right around when someone is right over the target. James O'Keefe and his Pfizer story is a perfect example of just timing. You just note it. You know, you just say that's interesting, and then you move on to going to your local GOP meeting or whatever. It, you know, like. Stay focused on the bigger enemy because there are glowies all over the place or there are secret guys that come in and try to seed that chaos to make us fight each other, to take our eyes off the prize. So I say it doesn't matter. And if you're spending more than an ounce of energy, especially trying to convince someone else that someone is or isn't, you're being psyoped, (laughs) I think. And it's uh, more important to stay focused on the moment, what's real, and there's plenty of actual fights to be had especially the big ones. I appreciate the call. And, and I, this would be another good reminder for everybody to go. Um, you can go to the affiliates page and actually check out Rise Attire. <laughs> Rise Attire, really, really nice. Yes, you ba- can. Badass clothing. So thank you so much for the call, my friend. It's, it's great to have you out there and send my best to Adrian. I will. Thanks, Frank. We'll see you soon. All right, take care. There you Bye-bye. go. Bye-bye. Frank's controlled opposition he's controlled by rise attire they called in and they muddied the waters and now 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 we're not suspecting him anymore they're diverting it <laughs> the rise the the uh the clothing lobby big textiles got me by the balls that's the next one that'll come up um yeah yeah well uh the, i think another good rule of thumb to also just remember for me is uh, take a lot of things with a grain of salt. And it's a lot of it is jujitsu. Now, I, I don't practice jujitsu. I'd love to I'd love to get into that a little bit. Definitely going to put uh, Aurora into that. But I know the concept. I know a co- the concept of, of just balance and, and force and, and using momentum. Using momentum in that way that, that, that smaller, smaller people can actually use a bigger person's strength against them and and that's just really it and i think that there is there's a gigantic jujitsu tug of war kind of a match that's going on inside of these circles and especially media and figuring out what's what that anybody out there 
there's, there's there, now there are just some people that'll turn you off, even if they are talking about things that are that are worthy of, of discussion and they're hitting some decent points. There's just some people you can't stand for one reason or another. You don't like their voice. Um, you you don't like the way that they treat uh, callers. You don't like the fact that they eat on air. You don't like. I mean, there's there's so many there's so many reasons why I've stopped listening to a lot of people, and uh, and you know they're, they're pretentious assholes. Um, there's just a lot. There's a lot of reasons why you can just say, not for me. Credit where credit's due. They've done well for themselves, but it's just not for me. But uh, when it comes to information and discrediting everything that a person says just because of, I don't know, I, I, I it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think it's good to just pay attention to things and not discount, don't click away. Um, don't click away so willy-nilly because something that you saw in a chat room has dissuaded you from looking into a person ever again. Because you, you might find a tidbit there that makes sense with a tidbit you got somewhere else, and it sends you on a rabbit hole that you have a personal revelation that might be meaningful to another person. I mean, it just that's just it. So, again, don't become personally invested in personalities and uh, just be a little bit more of an open vessel when it comes to information in information out and you build up your own filtration system that's comfortable to you over over the over the years that's just my story but we are not done with this topic i want to hear more about what you guys are thinking i uh, uh, tell me about uh, instances where you have discovered controlled opposition or just general thoughts we'll be right back it's time for the halfway break it's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, intermission. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. 
By the way, um, I'm starting a separate YouTube channel where I'm going to do nothing but broadcasts where I turn the microphone gain all the way up and eat sliced oranges so you can hear all of the squishy goodness. So if you guys want to, uh, that's going to be, it's going, it's going to be called uh, Quite Squishy. Quite Squishy. The ASMR Nightmare Channel. If you guys want to, th that'll be a special tier. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I would be like Bernie Mac from uh, <laughs> from Bad Santa. <laughs> Quite squishy ASMR Nightmare Channel. That's what's going to happen. So you be on the lookout. You'll be on the lookout for it. All of the, the, the you psychotic ASMR addicts out there. I don't know how you do it. Now, I can get into ASMR from the standpoint of soundscapes. Like the, um, what the hell is it called? I I'm subscribed to so many of these different channels now that create the soundscapes that I usually use for overnight, overnight um, sounds on the network. So from like, I don't know, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning, there is there is this nice scene at the beach and you can actually hear the water coming in and out and there's crickets in the reeds and things like that i like that but you know um these people that turn the microphone gain all the way up and then and s slowly smack through a fucking banana i don't, what's wrong with you and the only thing more psychotic than that are these mukbang videos People destroy themselves sitting down in front of 75 pounds of food and methodically eat the entire damn thing. What's wrong with you? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Some people are like, oh yeah, mukbang. I haven't watched mukbang in a while. I'm going to do that tonight. You're, you're, you're nuts. What's wrong with you? I know who's going to call in now. It's going to be King. King's gonna call in because he likes watching. Uh, he likes watching the the fat black girls uh, eat piles of noodles. You remember when he called in? <laughs> he made us watch that. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. What's wrong with people these days? Okay, let's see. Um, I got a couple of. Super chats that came in. Let's do it. Stostube. Stostube. Thank you so much, my friend. It's good to have you out there. No message, but I know what they're trying to say. Oh, of course. Here is a super chat from George Soros himself. Says, don't worry, Frank. I will never tell them that I pay you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, George. Let's keep that on the down low. Uh, KT Sky D says for maximum impact and getting a super important story out, I would go to James O'Keefe. I'd trust others like Alex Jones, Luke Radowski, Tim Pool, Anomaly, and Redacted Team, and of course you, Frank. You know that's interesting. You know I, 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 
I think Anomaly, yeah. Anomaly would be, be a guy to go. I mean, I got plenty of friends. I'd go to Uncover DC. Uh, I got, I would go to, a, a. there's a bunch of people I would go to. James O'Keefe, still, I think I would trust, absolutely. Alex Jones, Luke Radowski, Tim Poole. You see. Shake and Bake says, Hello, Francis. Regardless of what happened with the established titles, I would like to continue to refer to you as Lord Francis in emails and super chats and invite others to do so. It kind of stuck with me. Have a good one. Well, thank you. Like I said, it's a it's it's an honor. It's an honor. It's a it's a, a title of affection at this point. That's what I'll I'll take. It was a good memory, and in my heart, it'll always be so. I am a lord, lord, and uh, Lauren is a lady. And we rule over a small patch of land in Scotland. And I have... That's... It's good. It's good enough for me. Father Matt. Father Matt says... This vote is more than symbolic. It will be used as an excuse to really increase NATO involvement in the war. Make this Lent a good one, Frank. This is the Guardian. Uh, UN calls for immediate Russian withdrawal from Ukraine. Oh, jeez. I didn't see this. Hold on. Makes sense, huh? UN calls for immediate Russian withdrawal from Ukraine. Well, the UN can go to hell. They can go to hell, too. They can all go to hell. UN has overwhelmingly voted to call for Russia to immediately and unconditionally withdraw from Ukraine, marking one year since Moscow. Wow. Yeah. Very, 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 uh, the symbolism through the roof. Thank you so much, Father Matt. And Jessica Bauer says, finally, the Super Chat made it through without a 404 error. Thank you, Lauren. Yes, Lauren reset all of the links that are on, quite frankly, TV. Uh, hope the book is still up for winning. Thank you for all you do, Frank. Yes. Tomorrow night. No, Monday. Monday. I'll allow, because it's, it's Friday and half of this week was ruined because of the Super Chat issue. So on Monday, you'll have tomorrow night and all weekend... To send a super chat to quite frankly superchat.com and uh, your name will be entered into the the winning the drawing for the the great divorce and then i will put after the drawing so i'll we'll draw on monday who wins this from all the super chats from the last two weeks and and then on tuesday i will put the entire book club series live on the youtube and i will upload it to the podcast as well so that people can go and watch the book club that we just concluded. If you want to be part of the March book club that is going to be Aldous Huxley, Brave New World with co-host Jay Dyer, that starts the first Monday in March. It's going to be Mondays at 8.30 p.m. We'll be cutting off a little bit early over here, and that'll be. A, and if you want to be there for live access, you just have to be a monthly subscriber at any level. So, you have uh, a little bit of time to do that. Now, other than that, I had another one over here from Greggy G. And Greggy G says, Frank, I always thought that your friend Dilly was controlled opposition. Not too sure anymore, but just saying. D uh, d uh, let me just say, 
my own personal opinion and my my time uh, working and hanging out with Brendan Dilly, he's not controlled. I don't think he's controlled opposition. Uh, Brendan just loves to go to war with people, and it's just it's just what he does. He's good at it, and he just loves to go to war with people. Now I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more polite in the war I wage. <laughs> Brendan is Brendan. I I don't think that. Um, I think that's just a, I think that's another guy out there who is just, it's just a matter of personal taste, but uh, I do not, I don't think that of him, so I rather like uh, Brendan, even though sometimes he goes on a a roll, and I'm just like, all right, man, this is, this is is all you, I'm going to get off at the next stop, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, so that's all, that's all I got to say about Dilly, Uh, let's see here, this is from Chode, showed man cody on the network end of things cody says for tonight for throwback thursday frank's only interview with sticks hexenhammer oh boy i don't even remember what we spoke about my only interview with sticks hexenhammer because there's been five cancellations since then and one just blatant not no show then there's music and there's dancing and then there is a hitch hitchcock masterpiece I sent over a couple of links for Throwback Thursday as well. Throwback Thursday is a little bit of throwback, quite frankly, and also old movies and things like that. So you can go and check that out on quitefrankly.tv after this show concludes tonight. Ken McNeil says Aaron Rodgers needed the deprivation tank time because he lost to that team, the Detroit Lions. We Lions fans couldn't have been happier. Well, you don't have much to be happy about the last however many decades so i'm glad you have that my man thank you ken gino says oh wait, hold on my ravery to you says much love francis keep fighting the good fight bro i'll have to catch up on the show tomorrow hope matt will return tomorrow night also all the best to lauren aurora and the family yeah we'll see about matt i mean he knows he knows where i am he knows where i am I mean, we, we, his birthday was February 6th. His birthday present is uh, sitting in our bedroom still, collecting dust. So, I guess that's just life, right? Gino, Gino says, oops, that was my YouTube name, Mr. Ravery. Oh, well, don't worry, Gino. It's good to have you out there. All right, one last one, and then we're gonna, we're, we'll go to the other ones later on because I want to take more calls. People are calling in like crazy right now. I focus on the message. This is Matt Fanta- uh, um, Fat Mantazzi. I focus on the message, not the messenger. Is what they're saying true? We must discern uh, that, uh, that, and I'm suspect of Stu Peters. So he is sus to Matt Fantazzi. Stu Peters, huh? Highly produced, so there's money behind him, and that has some sensational takes with little evidence that seems to taint important issues. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to highly produce a show now with not a lot of money. Not a lot of money. Um, wait a second. I gotta get this in just a little bit. Let me see here. I got something from Lauren. She said, I wanna call in. 
but I have a direct line. So she's going right into me right now. Here's what she says. So Stu Peters, that's, that's what Matt Fantasi has to say. You guys can tell me this. I'm going to read what Lauren has to say right now, and then I'm going to take some calls. 914-595-6953. Get them rolling. Lauren says, I think we're missing the point when we have these convos about people instead of the things that people are saying. No one should believe anything anyone says. Sorry, Frank, you included. Excuse me? What I say is law in this house. Do you understand? <laughs> there's gonna be there's going to be a real, real tickle fight that ensues when I get home. She's gonna get tickled to the point of not being able to breathe. Sorry, Frank, you included. This day in age, you have every opportunity to find out the most information you can about any topic or the ones they uh, conveniently aren't covering. I saw a reel that was spot on, suggesting as humans we should not know all the things that are going on around the world. We do not have the capacity to handle knowing all the disasters and the truth about all. Maybe God does, but I don't think we ever intended to have to hold all this mental weight. I, I've talked about that on this show quite a bit. But in, in the way that we applied it to social media, I totally agree. What I said was we are just, we were never designed for this kind of exposure. For not only the inundation of all of this stuff, but the, this, this portal that we are, we just feel this need to continue to empty ourselves into, to empty every thought, to, 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 to try to gain some kind of uh, approval for every thought. Things that we used to have private conversations with friends in that we, we would trust, we'd have to build up some trust to be able to even let some of these things out. You have to build that trust up with people in a personal way. And now that filter and that need for building trust and that and and of course the actual the actual mechanism of that back and forth with the person getting their thoughts having that having that uh, amend or tailor your thoughts a little bit testing out logic instead we're just spewing 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 to try to appease algorithms or whatever the current culture in whatever herd we have been assimilated into is is looking for how to appease them and how to gain approval from a certain herd and and the exposure we were look what what are we how are we designed for this how are we designed for this i 100% agree with that maybe god does but i don't think we were ever intended to have to hold all of this mental weight the 24/7 news simply should not exist Lauren has told me that many times in the past. She, she says it should be illegal. If it, if it were really news, it would be specific and directly related to the people watching it, a.k.a. what local news used to be. Um, relate journalists these days to like a masseuse in a nail salon who rubs your shoulders as you're sitting drying your nails versus a professional massage therapist versus a neurologist or an orthopedic doctor. They all have a theory on how to treat you. They all have their own methods. One may even leave you with a kink in your neck and one may even leave you with a scar. But ultimately, they have fixed your sore neck, have they? 
ultimately, this has the uh, ultimately has the person reported the news, or have they given you a perspective or insight that you were looking for? Very well said, Lauren. I appreciate all that. Thank you. I love you. All right, let's take a call. Shane from North Dakota, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Good. Say, talking about who can you trust? Yes. If you have the, the story, if you have the head. Shane, if you have the story of a lifetime, if you had something that is going to literally shake the foundation of the nation or the world, who do you trust enough to bring it to? Autists. So you want to bring it to uh, to to Four Chan. 4chan uh yeah well i don't follow 4chan you know it's part of the q movement but um no i don't know autists they have the tendency to tell the truth what they're thinking whether it is the truth or is not the truth they truly believe it you know so you think about if if even you you know if people want to talk about your all seeing eye in your arm, they can they can trust you or not trust you. You think about my father in law, he's a deep, deep liberal. I am not. I'm totally opposite. <clears throat> but the guy's brilliant. He's a multimillionaire, divorced three times, abandoned all of his fortunes every single time, and he rebuilds his fortune. He's got a high school diploma. The guy's amazing. He's financial wizard. And he gives me advice for that he's built my system myself but the guy wears a mask today he will not let me visit his house he will not let his grandson visit his house because we are not vaccinated now i now i understand that shane i understand what you're saying there that there are people who uh, that walk among us that are in our families and our circles of friends maybe they're not as close as they once were who are who are highly intelligent but there is just something where it all gets switched off and they disassociate from that when it comes to very oh, yeah. mainstream political ideas and that they oh, yeah, would, they have a disconnect but but when you say but you have people that are that are so in tune i i understand I mean, but but, but shane shane i got to i got things that we can't see shane i got to keep this i got to keep this focus on the actual thing here so we don't i have to take more calls here but sure. but but so uh, understandably so I know why you would not bring this hypothetical groundbreaking story to your your relative there. I understand why based on that profile. But when you say you're bringing him to you're going to bring it to the autists, um are you talking about actual autistic people or are you talking about you know because when I say I when I say uh uh, 4chan, I was talking about bringing it to anonymous message boards where people who label themselves as autists because of their attention to detail and because of their 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 rigorous in, uh, investigative and researching capacity, they go and they take things to the to depths unimaginable and they usually find right. really interesting things where sometimes there was nothing to, to even be thought there was interesting there. So are you talking about yeah. giving it to anonymous? Be a dead end, yeah. To, to anonymous researchers on the internet, that's where you would bring it to? Well, I don't know. I think in just the autistic community just has a truth to them. You know, okay. it's, uh, they're looking at patterns. So you're just going to bring it patterns to... Patterns bring up things. You just want to bring it to random autistic people? 
well, not random, but, you know, but there are people who have gifts in areas. Okay. And who can you trust? I don't know. I don't think there's anybody you can truly trust. There isn't anyone. Just like your wife said, there is no one you can trust. My 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 issue, Shane, and my, the the basis of the question was though that the work has already been done. You have a finished product in your hand. You have the scoop. You have everything that you need. Who do you bring it to 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 get that out to somebody or to to maybe start the wheels of justice turning? So thank you for the call. I, I don't. I understand what you're saying as far as who you who maybe you would employ the kind of a mind that you would want to employ uh, for the investigation itself. But as far as bringing it out for the uh, a sanctifying sunlight, I I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, that's the whole thing. If that would be uh, if that would be helpful, but I understand what you were getting at there. And let's take some more calls. Nine one four five nine five six nine five three. Albert, what's going on? All right, dude. If I got the goods, I'm putting on a hazmat suit, getting my Dexter gloves on, making a bunch of copies, and I'm sending one to uh, Reiner Fulmark. Another one to Max Egan, another one to Tom Fenton, another one to Jeff Berwick, Ron Paul, Christy Nome, Ger- Gerald Salente, the Lacrosse Institute, or the LaRoche Institute, Gun Owners of America, and my state militia, and the chance. And then I'm going to sit back and watch what happens. Oh, wow. That's a, that, that's a really interesting list. Gerald Salente. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. He's red-blooded all the way through. That's an interesting list. Okay. That's it. Uh, uh, well, you know, uh, some people would probably would probably say, I've seen, you know, if there if there is however small amount of skepticism there is around James O'Keefe, there is uh, a, a, a good pocket of skepticism around Tom Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch at this point too, but I will I will say between Project Veritas and and Judicial Watch they've done a lot more than our federal agencies have ever done. Yeah, well, Tom Fitton is taking the government to court and won a yeah. bunch. Yeah. So I mean I don't know what's around him. He's the guy that sues you know that sues the people. Um, but yeah, and I mean as far as like the. Uh, as far as the shills and whatever, James O'Keefe, I, I don't know if you remember when he came out, he was like running around doing some retarded shit back in the beginning of, uh, you know, when I, when I first started watching uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones took a one, anybody that takes a 180 and starts talking about something completely different than what they were talking about before, I don't trust. And as far as, you know, and somebody was talking about Luke Wadowski. He's done some pretty weird stuff. There's people that watch Rebel News and that ever every Levante, Levani or something like that. And that dude used to kill kids and doesn't, you know, ain't shy about it. But it doesn't matter because most people are just transfixed on the thing, on the on the person. What do you want to call it? Cult of personality. And and the thing is, is I just don't watch them. You know, like you said, because it's like it's just I just don't watch them. Um, I just stick with people like you, and I stick like glue. I mean, you can attest to that. So all the other people, and if they say something, it's like way out of line. I mean, I notice, 
you know, and I just go, well, okay, well, this is where I hop off that train, if that makes sense. It does. I, it, I, it does. And, and you know what? I think that that actually goes hand in hand with a lot of what Lauren was just saying there, too, where it, it, you don't need to you don't need to inundate yourself with stuff to try to carry the weight of the world. It's good to simplify what resonates with you the most. Is there a voice out there that comforts you? And you, you, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going throughout the world with blinders. You pick things up, you read things here. You, you, you know, after a while, after a few years, you notice a pattern. You kind of pick up on how the world works, and you've got to be able to maintain that balance. It, it just can't be a, it can't be that you're, you, you feel like the man in the padded room who is just fighting fighting an endless tide of controlled opposition, you know? There's just, there's, there has yeah, to be well, a balance. you know, it goes, it goes with, without saying, too, because, you know, when you, I just look at it as, I have a very limited amount of time. So, you know, I'm, I spend my time listening to you mostly, uh, but I watch other, I watch other things, too. And so if something comes to me that, that, that just hits me weird in, like, any way, I'll be like, what? I'll go back and listen to it again. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, okay, uh, this just doesn't feel right. I, I can't tell you how many times that I've done that for, you know, going throughout time. I mean, even John D. Wells and, and people on Coast to Coast and stuff like that. I listened for a while, and then all of a sudden, you know, on a show or two, I'll be like, what? What did you just say? Hmm. You know? And and you just, yeah, I, I, I don't have enough time uh, to be caught up in all the hoopla. So for what it's worth, but you're awesome, dude. And I'll still call you uh, Lord Frank too. Cause oh. That was fucking funny, no matter what. I know, I know. <laughs> it, 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 just, it, it was a nice birthday present, and I don't want to let go of it just yet. But thanks for the call, Albert. Hey, my pleasure. Enjoy your evening. All sir. right, Bye-bye. later. There's a good man. There's a good man. And all the other flat earthers, um, out there. He's, that, that's not what Albert is to. He's not, oh, that's Albert. He's a flat earther. But I just want to say that I wish that more flat earthers were like Albert. They weren't so, um, uh, you know, combative. You know? He has put up with a lot of my covering of fake space over the years, and he's been very polite about it. Thank you, Albert. The, 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 a lot of other people are, are, are very ornery. Um... But I, uh, I, yeah, you know, you know, along the ways there too, I, as you all know, because the last two years, I have put a lot of Art Bell into the late, late night programming on quitefrankly.tv for overnights, just for things for people to listen to that that take you places. And I just love radio, but I, I never really listened to him. I never listened to him until a couple of years after he died. In fact, the first real sit down listening to Art Bell an old episode aurora was already born this is we're talking about fall autumn of 2020 i remember i just have memories of sitting in the living room in december of 2020 and it would be like 11 30 at night and she would have woken up for some reason or this was like her last big bottle before we got her into a a real groove and uh and a schedule only a couple of months old this little meatball and i'd be i have memories of just being in this dark living room with the glow of the 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 christmas tree and she's in my arms and i'm just listening to art bell old episodes 
very softly over here uh, on the uh, on on the ledge next to the the chair, and I'd be listening, and uh, it, it was more so just about a finding something that you're comfortable with, because you're never going to find somebody that has all of the same things that you want to say. In fact. Um, there's there's more than a couple occasions that you can say art I, I could say Art Bell's controlled opposition because he does not believe, uh, according to all these other episodes I've listened to, he does not believe that there was anything other than the official story of 9/11. There was no inside job. There was nothing other than what the the government uh, told us and what they published after the fact. That's it. That's all there was to it. And um, I just uh, I thought that, that that's quite interesting i just thought that was good little things like that he also didn't seem to have too much of a high regard for alex jones either so there's there you're never gonna there's not a lot of there's no ways to really find you're talking again you can't assume perfect knowledge about people it's just everybody is doing their own thing they have different different outlooks they have different motivations different ambitions but that does not mean That does not mean that there aren't malicious actors out there, both in front of the cameras and behind the scenes, trying to uh, get those of us who have uh, good intentions to just, you know, follow the bouncing ball and be a little bit more compliant while uh, operations are in order. I have a... There's a lot of great names that people have been putting in the chat room. I have a little bit more over here, too. First of all, I have an email. I want to throw this out there. This is an email. Uh, maybe I'll save this for tomorrow because we're on a roll. I'm going to save this for tomorrow. Yes, I will. I got a couple of other things I'm going to save for tomorrow too, including this last random bit about community togetherness. So tomorrow we'll do a little bit about dreams, community, this email over here, from a Marine in the audience who wanted to talk uh, talk a little bit about his time overseas in Afghanistan um, and Iraq and, uh, and, and came to a conclusion, a definitive conclusion about what I think, what he thinks about what the U.S., the chances are of the U.S. going head-to-head with China or Russia what it would really be like. So he's talking. I think it'd be really good. I'm going to say that for tomorrow because we're on a roll over here. Let's take another call. 210, you're on the air. Who do you trust? Who do you bring things with? Uh, and then hey. whatever the hell else. Go ahead. Hey, Frank. Yes. Uh, appreciate all the calls tonight. Everybody sounded great. When it comes to controlled opposition, I just wanted to weigh in. A couple of quick, clear points. We can all spot the obvious stuff when it comes to those limited hangouts like that medical student who is narcissistic enough to try and speak for the entire medical community but really leave some key points out you know like sending old folks into nursing homes some some obvious clear things that happen that they're not willing to talk about you know missing information that we can all clearly see makes things easy to spot misinformation and uh you know controlled opposition 
Yeah, no, that's that's a great that's a great point. That's a great point. Things that really just defy logic. For example, I was watching, uh, but then again, this is this is mainstream media. As I said before, this is where you want to talk about verifiable things. You can actually produce receipts. Well, I mean, Operation Mockingbird. You can't tell me that they that it was exposed in in uh, congressional hearings in 1975, and they said, okay, we're not doing it anymore. Just like they say, MK Ultra was tried, it failed, and then they stopped nonsense we've got the receipts for stuff like that but um a g- good point with that uh we just saw a little bit of that today you know, another quick point another quick point i know you got a lot of calls on the line but you know a, a better tactic even things like like you said obviously you know wild information um like what jason Burma said on his 9-11 show basically his a lot of his points were pointing out misinformation like that lady who was trying to say planes didn't even fly into the building which is just absolutely crazy and improvably false with you know millions of eyewitness people all across new york that still live and you know you, you can clearly look at people saying stuff like that that are pushed in the algorithms not necessarily suppressed and you know they have an astroturf following it seems and and then you find out like that lady herself jason Burmis was talking about was cia affiliated and things you know that that's i would say a better tactic but truly i think the best tactic of all that you know the greatest deception to come is you know they say we're all going to be fooled by uh i guess satan himself but we'll be able to spot him when they try to go against the greatest gift you know god ever gave us is our free will and when you see people trying to restrict things like free will uh if they're you know i mean it's it's obvious they're trying to deceive you uh also you know there's just a a whole bunch of things i had in my head actually well you you made you made you made some good points there and uh and and I'm and I'm glad you called in. It's no no doubt about it. And I, I remember what you're talking about with the with the September 11th show with Jason Burmis. He was he was commenting on Dr. Judy Wood, and yeah. I, I I forget what he said, but I remember being a little bit like I was taken aback by the the details there. I did not know because that that documentary that I'm sure many people out there have seen. We've put it on the network in the last couple of years as well, just for just so people know what we reference when we reference it is uh he poked some really major holes in that and that that was interesting so you know it happens a lot there's so much open source information these days about these people and you know just like the lady last night the actual witch i mean she's got so much social media information for people to clearly see what that lady's about besides parading on all the you know the weapons of mass deception you know media tour that she did you know that that dr dr judy wood you know she also had a whole bunch of um, really awkward videos that jason Burmis brought up that was clear evidence you know what what this lady's affiliated with is is clearly nefarious and these were old archive videos that he brought up and I mean you know you got these people like Jason Burmis that do really great deep research he's not the only one uh, you know I'd like to throw you in that boat and uh, you know obviously you know people that are pro-war as well too I uh, hate to say it people are going to hate it but like Hannity uh Shepard Smith you know in the whole um seemingly um right side of things is you know, definitely when they're 
touting topics like those. We I get really you. Them. No, no. It, 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 thank you for that. It is the uh, I, and I understand what you're talking about with the with all the television personalities. I think that's the easiest to to pick out there too. I mean, how much how much frustrating moments have we all had just watching highlights of Hannity over the last couple of years? And thanks for the call, my friend. Um, I, I would say, yeah, that there, there's that. I don't consider myself a I'm not a journalist, and I will con- I will always say that. I'll put that out there. I'll leave. I do research considerable amount of personal research for the show, uh, along my along the lines of things that just generally interest me. I will find things I want to talk about with that, and but it, it's never it's never a journal journalistic thing for me. I like bringing people on who are journalists. And engage in that kind of work, but man, oh man, I don't think there's anything I can I can offer up in that respect. Still, thank you so much for the compliments. I think we do good work still, one way or another. All right, eight forty-five. Man, we're really moving along here. Let's take another call. It's been a while, Chris from the Berkshires. Welcome. Hey Frank, what's going on? Good to hear from you. Great to have you. Um, so, I mean, pretty much at this point, I, I have a couple of thoughts on this. If they're willing to take your money off of, um, you know, all these, uh, you know, these, these uh, PayPal things or whatever it is, you know, they raise money like for the Canadian truckers. If they're willing to take that away from you, I consider it as you're probably not controlled operation. And then on top of it, like this whole DeMar Hamlin getting whatever it was, like $5 million for, for getting basically dying on the field. You know, if, if they leave that, you know, or you can have this money. Clearly that's hush money, if you know what I'm saying. Like, if you want to come out and be like, oh, the jab totally jacked my heart up, you know, that's going to be like, all right, that, that money's going to go away now. All that money, yeah, you, you're not getting that. But, you know, I mean, I think ultimately it is discernment, you know, and what you're going to, what you've got to look at, you know. And, and the final thing I'll, I'll say is, it's been this idea of it is, is I think, for me, the most enjoyable—I don't want to enjoyable. I don't really know how else to say it—is is seeing people hey, that I thought. Hey, Chris, are, am I on? Am I on speakerphone, or are you holding me too close to your face? Oh, I got a headset on. Hold on. Let me, yeah, you're very muffled. Let me off the headset real quick. Is that better? Uh, a lot better. Okay, go go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay, I'm sorry. No, about, um, no problem. So, like the whole, um, the whole like. I think, you know, like I said, I was saying, the, the thing I most enjoyed the most is watching people who I thought were not controlled opposition. Um, you know, I, I, the one that pops into my mind the most is, is most recently, uh, it was during COVID actually, was, you know, I've loved Rage Against the Machine forever. I thought Tom Morello was this, you know, whole, I mean, he was clearly a little bit communist, but he, he hated the government, right? This guy, big, big, big against the government, big, about, you know, fuck you, you won't do what you tell me. And then when they came out with this whole mask thing, he went on this entire tirade on his Instagram page of him running in a mask. We need to wear a mask. And I was just like, this is this you're you're clearly controlled. This is the easiest thing I've ever seen. You're 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 one of them. You're everything that you've ever tried to be not to be. So just you know, he's one of the main ones. There's been a bunch of them that I could think of, you know. But you know, ultimately 
if they're going to take your money away from you, you're probably not controlled opposition. If you if you get what I'm saying. Oh, I, that, that I would but, definitely be a factor. It would definitely be a factor for me, and I would put that one on the the not side. No, thanks for the call, Chris. Um, you know, they they, they debank some. I mean, they just took a lot of they just took a lot of market a lot of market cap from uh, what's him call. Kanye West, what do you think about Kanye West? What did they say? He said that they cleared about a billion dollars worth of business. He lost his billionaire status because of uh, talking about the, the the JQ. You know, so there, there's a lot of that. Even throughout that entire media tour, people were wondering how much of this can be trusted. How much of this do we take as a net? net positive in the way that we have a a guy who's clearly been through the Hollywood mind control ringer that is just um that that, that that's just pushing every button that they say you can't push just for the sake of reestablishing his own independence and 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 trying to make a statement i there, there's a lot going on in those chaotic couple of weeks that feel like it's three years ago now. That was just about around the time of the, the holidays or the beginning of the holidays. But uh, there is an example of, of a person losing a lot and still the jury being out on how much of what he's doing is, is, uh, is controlled or influenced and maybe even just subconsciously influenced. It, it could just be that people are subconsciously groomed to act a certain way. Tom Morello. Is there, uh, was there an exchange between the state and members of Rage Against the Machine to push masks and vaccinations and, and, and vax passes to be able to get into their concerts in New York City and all that stuff? Was there an actual exchange and a partnership there, or is it just, is it just subconscious grooming that makes them want to be on that to be on that bandwagon. And sometimes the grooming uh, activates itself because you want to be on a bandwagon just because the people you have most traditionally hated, conservative, patriotic types, are on another bandwagon. You want to be on the opposite side of everything to, to, to the point maybe where you are blind to the fact that you have become worse than your worst enemy. Maybe you become blind to that. And then, of course, maybe there's an actual exchange. Maybe you have uh, Moby, Moby getting called up by his friends in the CIA and asking him, asking Moby to go out and make sure that people know that we were in a very dangerous position and that Donald Trump is a part of the Russian influence sphere. A sphere of influence out there that that, uh, Donald Trump has fallen victim to, and it's a very serious thing, that they're actually activating these zonked out DJs like Moby to help push that bullshit out there. Uh, I, but I, my thing is, I don't believe that Moby, just like with a wink and a nod, don't worry, I got you. I think he might actually believe it. I think he might actually believe it. it might, there might be a level of trust. It might be a level of just, I, I, I don't know. There's just all different types of things there. There's just some people who are lamentably, lamentably gullible. 
and 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 lost in certain set patterns of of uh, of behavior. Speaking of Russia and Donald Trump, Donald Trump. I have never been able to give myself over to Donald Trump as a plant. I mean, I understand people, especially the more constitutional you are and the more to the right you are, the more individual and the, and the, and the less government that you want. I understand you being underwhelmed by Donald Trump, especially what he promised on the campaign trail and what he was actually able to, to get done with all that resistance thrown in his way. The attacks, the impeachments, the, the nonstop attack. I, do, I seriously don't think that Donald Trump, even a guy of his level of ego, would ever sign up for that kind of public flogging for four, well more than four years. And they're still coming after him. For what? For, for the, the attention of being the title of president for four years that you don't even take pay? And for four years, your, your, your family is massacred in the media, 97% negative coverage. Listen, you can be, you can be underwhelmed by Donald Trump's presidency all you'd want, and I'm sure you can make some valid arguments. But I, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not there as far as him being a plant that was there to do a job. You know, any, anybody can be influenced, and he was influenced. And he resisted other things, and there was a lot of really good, positive things that happened there. And I'll still be voting for him. If I vote at all, if I vote at all, he's the only one that'll get my vote uh, on, a, on, that, on that level, you know. But, hell, I can't believe that it took this long to even bring up Donald Trump. Talk about controlled opposition. That, that's been one of the biggest uh, points of contention among our types. All right, all right, we got a couple of minutes here. I have to get into the Super Chats or else I'm going to be here all night. So let me see. I'm going over to Rumble first. Christoa, this is way back when, says, I got nothing. Well, you gave me a wonderful Rumble rant. Thank you so much. And please, ladies and gentlemen, hit those like buttons on Rumble. I would love to get in like the top, the top 40. Let's climb up. Let's just climb up 10 more spots. And on YouTube, too. Let's see, another one over on Rumble. We have another one from Larkstar. Says, I use my instincts to determine controlled opposition. Like the first caller, I only trust myself and would keep it with me. As far as the story, the hypothetical story that will change the world, I only trust myself and would keep it with me. But how does it help the world? Like if you really wanted to do something with this to affect change, how do you do it? Who do you bring it to? And like the first caller, who had said, I, I would keep it to myself because I don't want to endanger my family. How do you get around all of that? How do you? Expand your thinking here every, uh, every night, Frank. Much love to you. Thank you. Thank you, Lark. It's great to have you out there. Here's another one. Freight Awakening says anyone that promotes Nisara, Yasara, and Medbeds are on my grifter list. Along with the morons that claim Hillary was just hung in Guantanamo, I agree with other poster as well. Stu Peters is sus. Okay. All right. We've done a little bit on Nisara in the past. 
the, you know, going like the, the, the St. Germain route. Like it's a very supernatural story. It's not just about debt jubilees and all that stuff. Oh, oh, how I would love to wake up one morning, have it all be true. But we'll see as time shows us all things. We have a couple of tips over on Rockfin. Uh, Bad Andy says, Frank, have you ever tried eating garlic like Marjorie Wildcraft was talking about? I started feeling stuffed up a few days ago and a whole bunch of cut up garlic and ate a whole bunch of cut up garlic and feel 100% now. But man, that shit is brutal. Um, I eat garlic just for fun. Now, as far as cutting it up and doing it raw, uh, it's a little it's a little. Like she, I remember she's saying it's a little tough on an empty stomach if you if you want I believe she said hey, maybe have a little bit of butter before just having some saturated fats down there ready to go to help out your stomach because it, it could really hurt but what I have heard is that if you can get a clove of garlic one two at, at, at the back of your molars like between the teeth that you could just work on it grind them a little bit and almost like juice them with your teeth if you're having any kind of like a sore throat that's coming up to have that garlic the the juice from the garlic to be able to just trickle down the back of your throat and have that direct contact with whatever raw spot i'm sure it's probably it's probably intense but the garlic is is no is no joke you want to talk about nature being medicine garlic is no joke oregano no joke I'm glad that worked for you, Bad Andy. Free Mind says, Frank, I have to know if you found out what's been going on next door. Uh, is it a CrossFit gym? Someone getting killed? Did you go over there and karate chop anyone's head off? It's not big enough that, I mean, behind is a very sh- sh- uh, narrow, narrow hallway and small little studios that I would say cannot be more than 25 square feet. We're talking small studios, like closet space almost, that people like artists uh, will show up, visual artists, uh, photographers will rent out these smaller, tiny little studio spaces so that they would be there and just, you know, so they have a quiet place to edit all of their work and they could just, you know, be in a creative spot that's just theirs. Whatever the hell they're doing, in fact, I'm going to walk down there and see what kind of literature is on the door to figure out who they are and what they do. Thank you for bringing that up. I'd almost let it go. And now I'm all fired up again. Graydon Sharp says, hi, Graydon. That reminds me. I'll say it afterwards. Hi, Frank. Love your show. The book club on The Great Divorce really made me examine some of my views. This is my entry for your copy. Um, thanks, uh, thanks, Lauren, for getting the link to work. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, we did a little bit of a little spiffing up on the website. We're going to be doing a little bit more bigger overhauls as the the spring comes on in, and it'll be a lot of fun. Graydon, we have a a neighbor, good friend of ours. Uh, They just had a a new baby boy, but they had a three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old baby boy before. His name is Grayson. And Aurora, Aurora's friends with Grayson, and whenever we go outside for a walk, I say, hey, you, you want to go walk up the street and see if Grayson's there? You know, just to get her to walk up the street, and and um, and sometimes he's outside, and I get to talk to my buddy, and they get to run around together. Uh, 
And so they, well, we heard, you know, Grayson you know, running around outside today. So we walked up there and they, you know, they see each other and they start talking and Aurora, you know, she needs a little time to, to warm up, but in no time they're skipping around and running and exploring things. And I'm just, I'm just chatting with my buddy, Grayson's father. And when we leave, when we leave, you know, say it's a little bit cold here. So, all right, all right, Aurora, say goodbye to everybody. And she said, bye, bye, bye. And then Grayson, Grayson says, I swear to God, he said, and he's, he's really a sweet little three-year-old boy. He says, bye, cupcake. So what? What'd you say? <laughs> I said, oh, how cute. In my mind, I was like, you, what'd you, what did you just call her? <laughs> It was it was cute. He said bye cupcake. And uh when she got home, uh, when she got home uh you know, she told she told her mom and uh she she laughed about it. Great didn't call me cupcake. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was funny, but I was like, "Hey. Hey. What what <laughs> what do you think <laughs> just uh, All right. So <laughs> that was my first little that was my first uh, reminder in a long time that you know this is going to be a thing one day right like this is this is going to be something that you have to you have to you're going to be worrying about not him in particular but uh but my gosh I was like please please slow it all down uh, Hanging Laundry says, my journey started with Jeffrey Bennett in 1997 on an old shortwave. I recommend him as a guest. Alex Jones always had a very f powerful signal, and dissidents were often very weak and sounded jammed. Alex went cuckoo. Cuckoo bananas on Jeff Renz back then, by the way. That's interesting about the powerful signals and the smaller signals. Mike from Montana says, Frank, speaking of glowies and controlled opposition, what has ever happened to that, uh, that non-delivering uh, hole, Juan 07? I don't know where Juan, where Juan is. What he, I'm sure he's still making uh, appearances places. Every once in a while, we text. He'll, he'll text to, to send me a link to something that uh, he's done. So I'm, that's why I say I'm sure he's probably doing interviews. And I'll, I'll be cordial and say... Hope all's well, Juan. But um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's out there, no doubt about it. Um, focus on, and then we did Matt Fantasi about Stu Peters before. Alrighty, what else do we have? One more. That's all. And then on pilled, I got to ju uh, jump through these. And then remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're going right into Throwback Thursdays on QuiteFrankly.tv. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we had a wonderful night of calls, but no more calls tonight. Instead, go to quitefrankly.tv and get ready for, uh, you can jump into the chat room and talk with people there. And these are the types of nights that I can't wait for when we have a host ready to go after this broadcast concludes that wants to do an after show on quitefrankly.tv where the calls can continue coming in. And, uh, and it's really just the audience takes over the show afterwards. That is coming this year. It's coming this year. It's coming sooner than you think. So be excited for that. Here we go. 
Uh, Thirst for Knowledge, thank you. Sean Joe, thank you. C. Blanche, thank you. Obladi, Oblada, life goes on, says Sean Joe. Uh, Rook Castle says the new liberal world order can't go into effect with Putin on the game board. That's what it seems. Uh, NATO was started by Hitler's chief of staff, says Rook Castle. Boyce Blanc, thank you. Rook again says the idea that everybody is controlled opposition is the most effective controlled opposition. Jay Jewell says I'd trust Highwire if I had proof. Uh, if I had proof, something that they could bring to court. Alex is too much for me to watch. So you'd go to Dell Big Tree, okay? That's a that's a guy that I I, I really like. Uh, Rise attire. These days, I'm more weary of those slinging accusations than I am of controlled oppositions as far as division goes. I am very weary of. I've always have been weary of drama queens. There's a lot of drama that goes on around us. A lot of drama. And as you might have noticed, I stay far, far away from it. I know that there are, uh, I, I, I have seen, I've seen, um, I've seen things. I mean, what, what the hell is it? What the hell is that guy's name? I'm not going to say it because that would be, that would be the drama. Never mind. Never mind. But I see a lot of it. And that I think it's a time waster and it's also it degrades any kind of real work. Paulie nine three six three says, I trust Putin, Frank. And then Sean, thank you. Chai possum tagline, let's get squishy together. Oh, is that for the quite squishy ASMR nightmare channel? Rise the Tire says, do more paranormal shows. You don't want to end up on the the textile lobby body count list. No, I know. Well, we're, we, that's that's the whole thing. Tomorrow, we're going to, it'll get a little bit more spooky tomorrow. I, wanna, I love talking about dreams and stuff, but we're never going to let go of paranormal and all that. I would love to get John D'Souza back on. He's a link. Maybe he's somebody that can finally hook me up with uh, David Politis. So there's plenty to be done there. Thank you, River Pike. Thank you, Rise Attire again. Uh, says Frank, uh, just kidding, Frank. You're always in Rise's good good graces, so you're safe. But seriously, more paranormal. You got it. Sean Joe, three days of The Condor would be a good movie t- uh, night watch, Frank. Well, get that, o- get that suggestion over to Cody and Abe. Maybe they can look into it. And then Tempo 420, thank you all so much for all of your wonderful support and your thoughts on Foxhole and on Rumble and on Rockfin. Thank you to Super Chats, quite frankly, superchat.com. That's it for tonight. We've done it. We've done it, ladies and gentlemen. We had an, an exceptional night of calls, callers, thoughts. I knew that this was going to be a very fertile topic of conversation. I even got... I even got some input from my wife. And it turned out to be one of my favorite comments of the night. And that's not because I'm biased. So with that, enjoy the rest of your evening. Please continue to like this this show wherever there is a like button. Hit it. Share it with your friends and uh, sign up on podcast so you can listen to this. You can You can uh, give it a nice review on iTunes or Spotify or something like that and become a sponsor of the show, especially if you want to be part of the upcoming book club with Jay Dyer. Become a sponsor. All that information could be found on the Sponsor Us page on QuiteFrankly.tv. I'm looking forward to Friday night. 
Can't wait to see you here. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience and now our super chatter, starting with Dooku Dan, who I have to read tomorrow because it just came in now. Dooku Dan, Stostube, who I have to read tomorrow. Oh no, this is way back. My bad. Graydon Sharp, Hanging Laundry, Mike from Montana, Fat Mantazzi, Chode Man, Ken McNeil, Gino, Stostube, George Soros, KT Sky D, Shake and Bake, Father Matt, and Jessica Bauer. That was everybody tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for everything. Get to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy Throwback Thursdays. Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.